This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Election Minutia. The bright side of the Trump presidency. Survival tips for the Trump presidency. The election of 1908. And Rick's brush with Dan Quayle. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. We are back after a one-week hiatus. I'm sure people were just... Uh that just didn't know what to do with themselves last week, Dave. My email crashed like nine times <laughs> for people wondering, when it, what's wrong? Is everything okay? Well, it, uh, I'll tell everyone where I was. I mean, I, w- I was out of town. I was in New Orleans. It was uh, my 25th wedding anniversary. Actually, today is the day of my 25th wedding anniversary. So I took my 20- lovely bride down to New Orleans, and we had just the greatest time ever for a whole week. What happened 25 years ago and two days ago? Uh, that would be my bachelor party, <laughs> which which I almost didn't survive. Uh, that was when you and I, I believe, were the last time we threw punches at one another. Do you remember that? Yeah, we, we did get into a fist fight that day, didn't we? Yeah, but it wasn't really the typical. It was like a girly fight. fist fight because it was us. Yeah, uh, right. It was the wimpiest phase of fist fight you could possibly. But I, and I don't think we were going for each other's heads either. Oh, that's uh, right. We were going below the belt. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we were taking the Donald Trump I approach, I believe. All I, all I remember from that bachelor party, and I, I literally, this is all I remember, okay, is um, my brother drove up from Champaign. He was in college at that time. Mm-hmm. He drove up down Montrose Avenue, and as he was pulling up, I was running across the street in my underwear, <laughs> <laughs> trying to escape you guys. Uh, I also remember, I think it was me, Stu, Bill, and somebody else, maybe your buddy Mags. Do you remember him? Yeah, of sure. We get you back to your condo. And you were lifeless. I mean, it was a lifeless body that we were basically putting in the elevator. <laughs> and the doorman looked at us like, because you, you and the doorman were like best buddies. We were you? pals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what'd you do to my buddy at 512? He was a know? Vietnam vet, man. He would have taken, he could have taken you out. <laughs> well, well, happy anniversary and ha- and I'm glad you didn't die 25 years and two You know, to, just to finish that story, uh, you guys just threw me in bed and left and went out and partied some more. I mean, I could have died and nobody was there watching over me. Um, That's what you, you call friendship. You, now, you were a much better friend to me at my bachelor party. You risked your job. I did. Okay, tell <laughs> I did. that story. All right. <laughs> Again, we <laughs> promise you unlimited tangents when you listen to the show. We haven't even gotten to our premier material here. Um, so... Dave, uh, Dave got uh, had his bachelor party about six months later, wasn't that right? Yeah, was and I was on the air on the loop, and my job at that time was I was doing a four a.m. to nine a.m. shift, so I had nothing to drink at all at your bachelor party. I was stone cold sober, <laughs> yeah. but but you were not, and I was yeah. really worried about you based on what happened to me. 
So I, but I had to go on the air. So I did an hour from four to five, which was live on the air. And then from five to seven, there was a two hour public affairs show that was on, that was on reel to reel tape. So I started the reel to reel tape and I left and drove all the way up to Sheridan where you right. were at this hotel to the make Belmont sure that hotel. to make sure you were still alive, <laughs> check your pulse, <laughs> you were still alive, and then I drove back and finished my show. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, thankfully, the reel to reel did not break because that would have been the end of your radio career. It would have been. Yeah. Um, and but you didn't take my clothes, which had been soaked in water and put in the freezer. Uh, by our good friend Mike Medina, you yeah. did not take that out of the freezer. So when I woke up, I had frozen clothes. <laughs> well, I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> that uh, that uh, it really sound like barbarians, don't we? We should point yes. out that this was twenty five years ago. Right. So we are we are much more uh, mature and grown up now. <laughs> yeah, and the last time I ever had a Jaeger, Jaegermeister shot ever. The same with me. I, my last one was at my bachelor party. I They lined up 10 of them for me. Ugh, yeah. And like a moron, I drank all 10 of them. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't remember anything else from that night. Well, evidently, we're, you know, uh, our gender, not the brightest gender. No, no not that uh, smart. Uh, but, you know, in, in, in lieu, everything was fine. Good, you know. I wouldn't have ever given up that. that those nights are special to me. Right? You know, uh, let me tell you a quick story before we get into our uh, minutia for this week. You know, we were in New Orleans, and there were Cubs shirts everywhere because mm-hmm. the whole country loves the Cubs. Let's mm-hmm. face it. And, and the Pope. Obviously, and the, I just saw that the Pope. Yeah, the, the Pope is a Cubs fan. But anyway, I went up to this one guy who was wearing a Cubs jersey, and I said, go Cubs, go. And he, his face lit up, and he's like, yeah, that's right. And then he said, and now we got President Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Complete stranger. Like, how do you know that I'm not, like, a big Trump fan? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, I've... Um, <laughs> so we, he said we had six days to celebrate. Six days. <laughs> After 108 uh, years, six days. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, well, you know, I've had... Well... Uh, maybe what 15 days ago 16 days ago 18 days ago or whatever i was riding high you know the yeah. cubs were down three games to one <laughs> really it was a log shot that they were gonna win you know hillary was up what seven points of the polls yeah you know i things were you know the sun was shining and uh, <laughs> <Zippity> <laughs> yeah how you doing mr johnson hey dave how you doing good to see you yeah right i'm just saying hello to everybody big smile on my face cartoon birds were singing around my head you know <laughs> and then uh <laughs> had a tough <laughs> had a tough eight days in there really uh, tough yeah but um you know it happened what are we gonna do you know we're gonna have to do you have some do you have some election minutiae to I share? Do, I do some election minutiae. Uh, I'm going to start with and you may even know this figure, the amount of money that was raised by super PACs in this and this is on both sides. Um, how much money was raised by super PACs, do you know? Um, candidates and super PAC, I should say. I'd say, you know, a 500 million or something like that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, 1.6 billion. Wow. 1.6 
billion. Now that money did go back into the economy, right? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, yes. Uh, I, they bought I, media time, so you know the media outlets must love that. Well, Trump didn't buy any media time. That's true. That's what, true. What What did he do with his money? Uh, so it was, it was actually it's estimated at one point six to one point eight billion. I guess they don't know exactly. Guess how many Muslims there are in the world? The same number? 1.6 billion Muslims are in the world. Wow. Yeah. Guess how many rounds of ammunition the Homeland Security aimed to buy in 2016? 1.6 billion? <laughs> yeah, Am I catching on? 1.6 billion rounds of ammo. Um, the largest Powerball jackpot just a few uh it was just a few months ago, right? Beginning of the year, yeah. 1.6 billion. Um, 1.6 billion people on Earth don't have electricity. Wow. Uh, 1.6 billion people a day use Facebook. Wow. Yeah. That's um, kind of sad. 1.6 billion of adults are obese worldwide, and I think that's a low number, actually. Well, you know, you got to factor in all the like African countries where they have no food. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, well played. Yeah. Uh, the average monkey ejaculates 1.6 <laughs> billion sperm at a time. Get out of here. I'm not kidding. Look it up. Google <laughs> average monkey ejaculation sperm, and you're going to see the figure 1.6 billion. Um, now, what's the plural? Who counted sperm? that? Who counted it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh and finally, the odds of the Bears making the playoffs, Rick? <laughs> 1. 1. 1. 1. 6 1.6 billion. billion. Okay. So, uh, That's some good minutia. Uh, oh, I've got more. Oh, okay. We've got some uh, voter turnout this year, an abysmal 52%. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, uh, really embarrassing. Um, guess what the percentage of households that watched the final episode of MASH was? 52%. 60.3%. Oh, really? So more people watch MASH than voted. Uh, 52% of Brits think that the moon landings were faked. I'm not kidding. Really? I, yeah, this was, well, I don't know who did this poll, but there's a poll that says 52% of Brits think that the moon landings were faked. It's game seven of the World Series household rating in the U.S. I don't know. 50.9%. Really? So basically, the amount of people that voted were also the same amount of people that watched the greatest the World Series of all time. Right. right. So, so that is some uh, little election minutia for you. Um, and I feel, and I really urge everybody to Google monkey ejaculation because you will. See <laughs> please, please don't Google that. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, something here. This I'm I'm calling this uh, feature now because because you we I think people have kind of figured out that you and I are we're not really Trump supporters. Right. I wish um, him well though. Yep. Exactly. And well. my feature is called the bright side of okay. of a President Good. Trump. Oh, for, first of all, you know let's let's uh, let's remind everybody what they're listening to. Hang on one second here. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Okay, so here's some absolutely nothing of value for everyone, all right? The bright side of the President Trump presidency. Uh, one is you'll get more exercise. How so? 
uh, because your landscaper's gone now and you've got to mow your own lawn. Um, uh, by the way, I had that joke later on, but you you, you get that one first, okay. <laughs> I get it first. Uh, Mel Gibson's comeback has a better chance of succeeding now. You know, he's Good. got a new movie out. There's the bright side. Good. Um, it's a great time to be an aspiring journalist because you don't need any journalistic training anymore. <laughs> right. Right. You can just write fake news. So that's a good thing. Um, Bridge games, you know, the card game Bridge is now much more exciting. Why? Myrtle, what's Trump? A racist. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I really. You know what? His candidacy is just worth it for the jokes. Go on. (laughs) I went around the long way for that one. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers on that one. But okay, good. Well, you know, the the new new presidencies always inspire new band names. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, For instance, have you heard of the new band Lock Her Up and the Pussy Grabbers? (laughs) No, no. It's a good tiny, tiny hands. Great, great band. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's there's always there's always going to be some good uh, some good band names and the, and finally um, now when you Google First Lady Bush you no longer get pictures of Barbara or Laura <laughs> so that is the bright side uh, of the President well, Trump and not only the bright side uh, think of all the manufacturers of sunscreen that's going to go through the roof oh, with absolutely. all the global warming. <laughs> it's a hoax dave it's a hoax yeah um well in this vein you know there are some people you know you and i you know we're white right we're gonna be fine we're very white although you are jewish yeah but yeah you know what we're gonna round up um so you know we're probably gonna be more than likely okay you know with our wit and charm we're gonna be fine yeah that's true but for some minorities you never know right right I mean, they're feeling a little nervous right now. Like, like for instance, Hispanics, let's just kind of, which I think is still baffling that 30% of them voted for Trump, but I'm not judging. Yeah. Okay. You know, good, good, good for you. You know, you had your reasons, but I think that they're going to need to kind of assimilate into white culture a little bit better. Don't you think? I would think so. Yeah. So here's some advice. Uh, Ditch the Univision. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Stop watching Univision. Stop watching the women with the large breasts in the in these weird soap operas that you've been watching. You, you know? know what? What if we just put those in English? Because I'd watch those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but you're going to have to start wi- watching television and shows that that you know that that reflect white culture, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I call this the Chachi coefficient. Rick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so what you got to do is you have to take the amount of white cast members uh-huh. and you divide it by the people of color, how many cast members that are of color. Okay. And if it's 20 and 20 plus, you're fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, happy days, for instance, yeah. which is the Chachi coefficient works in great. Um, guess how many blacks were on happy days? A zero. Think hard. No, there was one. There was one. Chuck Berry? No, who was on? I don't know. Um, I don't know the name of the actor, but Styx Mandalay. Do you remember that character name? No, I do not. <laughs> he was the drummer in Richie's band. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's some minutiae, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, Andy Griffith Show. 
if you're Hispanic right now, yeah, you got to start watching the Andy Griffith show. All right. Yeah. Uh, guess how many blacks? Zero. Were, no. There was one. There was at least in one episode, and I've done the research, where Ernest T. Bass wanted to join the army. Yeah. So he could so he could wear a uniform to impress the ladies. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a black man standing in front of him in the line of the recruiting office. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so other that, than that. So that was an inclusive show. People think it wasn't, but it really was. Um, there's also a video that I stumbled upon on YouTube called Why Come There Ain't No Black People in Mayberry? And it's a guy. It's brilliant. A guy uh, spliced in. A, a black guy in all the different and in, in lots of different scenes of Mayberry and then spliced in the reactions of like Barty and, and, and Andy. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go look uh, for that. Um, friends. Friends is another show. Yeah. Pretty white. And this is how we all act. Also, if you guys don't know about white culture, this is exactly what we do. We sip coffee with all of our white friends that are very attractive and very wealthy, obviously in Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, that, that's, uh, those are, those are good, good, honest tips. Um, also restaurants, uh, start going to Olive Garden, <laughs> right? Now, I mean, that's a, that's a white person, uh, Chick-fil-A. That's there aren't going to be that many restaurants anymore. You don't have any, any restaurant, uh, you don't have any kitchen workers. You don't have <laughs> no. any bus boys. I know. I know. Uh, the, um, but yeah, definitely go to, uh, yeah, ditch the, your great little Mexican restaurants that everybody loves and start going to olive oil or olive oil, olive garden. Also, if your name is Jorge, uh, Juan or Ricardo, you might want to go with George, John and Rick. <laughs> Just yeah. a tip. Right. Uh, uh, also, uh, for people of color that might want to also assimilate, uh, start a- antioxidants. White people love antioxidants, right? <laughs> okay. Right. Farmers markets start uh-huh. going to farmers markets again. You know? There won't be any fruit because there's no one to pick the fruit. Right. Uh, don't go drinking in these Katina is a what it was a Mexican Katina right? Is a Katina Can- Cantina. Is, Cantina. Yeah, you got to go to drink micro brews at little craft breweries. <laughs> yeah, that's that is very white. <laughs> and, and just buy organic food too and do yoga and you're going to be fine everything is going to be okay okay well those are excellent survival tips uh yeah. it is now time for uh our our little cubs feature just one bad century time now for a collection of cub geekness this is just one bad century with rick and dave so actually i don't have any cubs material in uh this week's uh, just one bad century but i do have some information uh, from this week in 1908, which I got from our website. Um, President Taft was elected mm-hmm. in 1908 this week. And he was, uh, I, I, there's a map, you got to go check it out on our website, but there's a uh, map, you know, the blue and red uh, map, mm-hmm. the showing w- who won what state. He ran against William Jennings Bryan in that uh, election. And in 1908, the entire South was um democrat and the entire north was republican so complete opposite complete opposite of what it is now and guess who won arizona that year taft uh, or, or or william william jennings bryan i would say neither 
That's right, because there was no state of Arizona yet. <laughs> there was also no state of New Mexico, Hawaii, or or Alaska. Also, but, this week, incidentally, yeah, Hillary didn't win those. <laughs> no, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary did not win. Um, also, this week in 1908. Uh, they captured Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. They killed him in Bolivia. You've seen that film, of course. The Federales tracked down uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And there's a picture of Butch Cassidy on a, on a uh, reward poster. By the way, the reward for them was $4,000. No. And Butch Cassidy does not look like Paul Newman. <laughs> He's got like a unibrow. Uh, he is one ugly mug. Uh, and yeah. he died this week in 1908. That was one of the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids were one of the first adult movies that I went to. I love my that dad. movie. Yeah. my da- And, you know, that haunting end, you know, the end of the movie where they just have that freeze frame. Yeah. Of the, that is still one of my favorite endings to a movie. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert. They died. <laughs> yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, they yeah. did. It, it says right here in 1908 they were killed this week by Bolivian federal. Yeah, uh, so, right. The Cubs had just won the World Series. Yeah. In 1908. Yep. They had just won. A whole country was basking in Cubness. Uh, people in New Orleans were, were singing Go Cubs Go or yeah. whatever version. You know, actually, Take Me Out to the Ball Game hadn't even been written yet. Uh, where is Steve Goodman buried? Do you know? Um, I don't know. You know, Bob Surratt would know. Bob, Bob and uh, Goodman went to high school together. That would be a very interesting. Wait, was were they from Chicago? Wait, yeah, was he... yeah. Uh, He's from like been... uh, from your neck of the woods, uh, Northwest Side. Yeah. Huh. Um, I wonder what's happening at Steve Goodman's grave. I don't know, but Harry Carey is buried uh, about. Uh, 200 yards from my dad and his oh. grave is decked out in in cubness right now big time um i think i told you the day after I, w- I was at the cemetery the day after the cubs won and i and i was like there at eight o'clock it couldn't have been open that long and i already saw a ton of people putting cub stuff on graves yeah that's kind of it's kind of heart-wrenching isn't it even for even for a black-hearted person like yourself no, it was, I, I really, th- I thought it was great yeah. because I took all of it and I took all of the merchandise and put it on eBay. <laughs> oh my God, you are, you are safe. I made 1200 bucks. That was great, actually. Okay. All right. It's time for our, our final feature of the show. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, this is the portion of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name, and I have to uh, tell the story of my encounter with that celebrity. Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle, former vice president of the United States. I met him, um, I want to say, in the mid-90s. Now, he was kind of a joke, right? It, you know, to, to us... East Coast uh, elite types, you and I, you know, the uh, intelligentsia of America, right, the media, right. liberal media types. Dan Quayle was kind of a joke. He, he couldn't spell potato, you know, right, and, the, right. the, and he really was. <laughs> he really was a quote machine. We used to keep track of all of his quotes on Landecker show and at Stephen Gary show. And 
it, it was just a gold mine. He was a yeah. gold mine for malaprops. He was like the Norm Crosby of politics, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I would take six of him. <laughs> well, when he when he retired uh, for whatever election he decided not to run, I think two thousand, he was going to run for uh, for Republican uh, president for the presidency, and. In the middle of the election, he backed out and said he's not going to run anymore. Uh, Vinny and I wrote a song uh, in honor of him called Goodbye Dan Quayle that we played on the air, and it featured all of his clips and stuff. But anyway, so I met Dan Quayle in the basement of Marshall Fields. They were, he was doing a book signing, and I went over there with the tape recorder, and I was going to do like a mini interview, but I hadn't cleared it with anybody, and I figured you know, with uh, Secret Service there and everything. It was going to be very difficult, but I just thought I'd give it a shot. First of all, I didn't see any Secret Service there. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know if if they, after a few years, it's just like, you know what? You're on your own, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, the vice president, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. But uh, there also were very few people there to see him. And 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 I went up to him and I said, do you mind if if I do a little interview with you? And he said, yeah, no problem. And actually, he he pulled me over to the side, and we sat down and, and chatted for a while. I asked him what um, what a Hoosier was because, yeah. you know, he's from Indiana. Yeah. And he, he gave me the whole story of, you know, what Hoosiers. I can't remember the story because it was it's a convoluted thing. I mean, people in Indiana get a new name. Hoosiers is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he told me this whole this whole story. He was a super nice guy. Really intelligent, I thought. Uh, like he well, uh, he was well spoken. He told the story well. And as I walked out of there, I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be judging people quite as harshly as I do. Yeah. How and long did that last? I think it's still in intact. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't judge people anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm really serious. I'm judging you right now. <laughs> ah, so anyway, that is our that is our show for this week. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, like Lozano and Friends. Weren't you on that show while I was gone? I was uh, this past week, and I was with Lozano and, and his friends, and there are a lot of them. It was a great time, and we really appreciate very much my time, or I very much appreciate them having me on uh, i'm going to be on the show on the 10th of, of oh. december so mark that down because that that'll be great great viewing or listening okay uh, to find out more about rick and dave you can check us out at uh, eckhartspress.com uh, chicago author solutions.com uh, you can drop us a line at minutiamen podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to meet us we've got a couple of book signings that we're going to this week uh thursday night uh, with bobby scafish where's that going to be dave uh, Lone Star Barbecue Bar on, I think it's 3350 North Harlem. I don't have the exact address, but it is, um, it's on Harlem Avenue in Chicago between Addison and Belmont. You'll see it. It's got a big old, big old sheriff's badge on the top. And Bobby will be there signing his books and, uh, come, come meet him. He's a great guy. And then on Saturday night, we'll be out at, uh, the Wild Rose Brewing Company, I believe it's called. In Griffith, Indiana. Griffith, Indiana. So come on out and say hi, and uh, we will uh, we will say hi back. It, it, top of that, yeah. And and if you do meet Bobby, go. Hey, what's your favorite band? 
you know, and then, you know, you'll have, you'll have probably 45 minutes of the greatest conversation you've ever had in your entire life. Bobby Skafish has got some great stories and his book, uh, is, is really, really top notch. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We apologize to all Trump fans. <clears throat> Back to our uh, non-political uh, uh, approach uh, next week uh, when we bring back another episode of Minutia Man. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? If you missed Los Anno or Los Los Anno and friends, here's what you missed. I'm Rokan. Do you like to talk about <laughs> politics? I actually don't. Politics, the problem is I'm, I have no problem discussing politics. I just don't like uh, discussing it from that left-right paradigm the way that, that talk radio does it. Right. You know, where most of the, either, you know, the hosts are either, you know, very far to the right or very far to the left. Right. You know, and most of them are very far to the right. And I grew up in this business, so I know what the trick is. And this is before talk radio was actually a political force in the 1980s. Yeah. I would say that two-thirds of the conservative talk shows in America don't believe anything that they're saying. Yeah. They're doing it solely to agitate so they can get phone calls. Right. There's a couple things that worry me about the future. I'm, I, this is, I'm getting to be an old man because it's like, I, all of a sudden, you know, back in my day, we didn't have <laughs> Armenian girls having sex with black guys. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And this is not against, you know, the uh, Republicans or conservative philosophy, because I, I happen to vote Republican more than I do Democrat, but I, I vote for both. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a centrist. I could yeah. see both sides, and I decide who's who's got the better idea at that moment right. that I think is going to be better for the future. It's not always the same thing. It's not always right. some sort of dogma. The left dogma doesn't make any sense to me, and no. most of the right stuff doesn't make any right. sense to me. Well, I've always said MSNBC and Fox News, neither of them are news channels. They're no, entertainment no, no. channels. Oh, and it's that's, all entertainment. But people perceive it because they put the label news on it and presented like news. Right. And it's like, no, it's just talking point. The Federal Trade Commission should do something about that. It is completely entertaining. And I've worked in cable news. Yeah. And I use that term loosely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I worked with Glenn Beck. I know. You I think know. that Glenn Beck oh my gosh. has any... I was his fill-in when he was at CNN. Yeah. To bring this around full circle, he was a morning DJ in Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. Glenn yeah. is a showman. I mean, he's he, he didn't get in this for the right. politics of it. Right, right. I think Rush truly believes what he says. Really? I do. I yeah. always thought of him as more of an entertainer uh-uh. than anything. No, wow. I think he really believes it. Mm. And he's very, he's entertaining at doing it. He's yeah. very entertaining at doing and it. And he could do it without calls. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's what very saying. few guys can do that. Right. There's, everybody in conservative talk radio has a first and last name. That's like the same thing. Hugh Hewitt <laughs> and uh, like Lou Lewis. And there's guys, I mean, literally there are guys that, you know, Tom Thompson. It's like, really? <laughs> you think we're that stupid? <laughs> we can't remember your name? That you have to name yourself twice? Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. 